All right, we are back with another episode of PPK. The boys are back in studio again. It's feeling good. We're all in AZ in the land of the sun. What are we? What are we? Uh, I'm, so used to, I'm so used to calling this the Golden State. But anyway. Uh, Todd. I think they say the Grand Canyon State. Yeah, the Grand uh, Canyon okay. State. Yeah. Uh, that's probably fitting since the Grand Canyon makes up a big portion of the state. Is it, yeah. Is a crater or whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway. Canyon. <laughs> It's a canyon. Yeah. It's a grand one. It's a grand canyon. Mm. All right. Well, Meeks, what are we talking about today? We got, yeah. we got a spicy one today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, I think, obviously, we've had New World Order. We've had, uh, which YouTube was kind enough to give us a nice definition of what that meant. <laughs> we, had, uh, we had modernism. We had, I think we we're in the final battle. So we've had a lot kind of dealing with um this sort of topic of of the matrix um which is you know it's a classic one it's interesting because you know we're gonna be using the matrix pictures a thumbnail and uh those guys are actually trannies now so um they were actually they're actually really stuck in the matrix still uh, they haven't even gone out of it it's a, it's a crazy thing that's right but um kind of the inspiration behind it all was sort of the recent cancelings of uh, our boys andrew tate Kyrie irving and uh, kanye and uh, we're not going to get too much into sort of making comments about those things, um, about anti-Semitism, uh, whatever exactly they mean by that, um, or some other things like that, uh, or misogyny. But it's just this idea that, like, Andrew Tate's said a lot about being in the Matrix. Kanye's talked about, like, you know, we're brainwashed, you know, we're being sheep and all that kind of stuff. And then Kyrie, I think, just likes to kind of be fun and, and uh, kind of go against the grain. But we'll throw him in there anyways because, uh, you know, they got on him for obviously – a movie that wasn't um, crazy enough for Jeff Bezos to keep off Amazon, but it's crazy enough for someone to post a picture of it. So that, and I think just obviously the state that we're in, right? So we're just going to talk a little bit about that, um, getting some more Matrix stuff, and hopefully you guys could take a thing or two from it. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to the movie The Matrix, right, the whole point of the blue pill, red pill, um, I, I think you even think about Candace Owens, what she talks about. I mean, she, she blew up because of whatever it was, the red pill. Um, I can't remember what her name was on YouTube, but essentially it's it's getting out of like what is the matrix of just some of the nonsense and the culture and what's being the propaganda the things that are out there that seems to be an overwhelming tsunami of a thought right the think tank that's out there so when we think about this episode and we bring up folks like you know yay and Kyrie and and those folks who who are typically Right. Everybody, they're all about the culture. But the minute they push back, just even just a little bit and sound like they think differently than the culture does, than the media does, then all of a sudden they're anti-Semitic. They're whatever. And we're going to talk about that. Right. Some of these uh, yeah. these videos, obviously, that we even uh, we're, we're seeing from way back when, decades ago, that speak to current state today. Yeah, I mean, let me, I could I could see it off. So, and really, just talking about like what, what exactly we're talking about with the Matrix. Um, well, I think at some point you have to understand that we talked about this a lot. There's a certain level, or not level, but there's certain ideas that the uh, as kind of said the Jewish media, but we'll just keep it for the media for now. There's society lets us have right. So Andrew Tate can say as many things about sleeping with as many women as possible, but as soon as he starts saying that. 
you know, you're able to pick it like basically we don't need James Charles makeup videos. We need actual men or things that says like that. Then he's a misogynist. Right. So every rap song in the history can talk about as much sleeping with women as Andrew Tate has had. And I've listened to his podcast. And but the moment he starts saying that there's a hierarchy and men are supposed to lead and women should be following, then we got to take him right there. So it's just interesting things like what are we letting kind of float around and what are we not letting float around? Right. There's so many things that could be said. Another one's uh, interesting is Elizabeth Banks. She's uh, she's in a ton of movies. I'm trying to think of one specifically that she's in. She's Hunger Games. She's in Hunger Games. Yeah. So, um, but you know, according to her, abortion is safer than a lot of dental procedures that we do, or or even colonoscopy. Um, you know, that side will know about colonoscopies. They like that kind of stuff. But uh, over here, so it's just like, uh, no, I don't think anyone's actually ever died from a dental procedure. Um, yeah. we haven't been to dentist in a while, but I'm pretty sure, uh, <laughs> last time we were there, it's not too difficult. So it's like, that's a pretty extreme thing to say, right? I mean, yeah. safer than that. That's not the issue. What's the issue is a movie that Kyrie has posted, didn't say anything about. And then now we have to make him apologize. He's spent it at least five games. And it's just a lot of crazy things where, you know, I made this point up. If, if Kanye was on the Lex Friedman podcast and he said that, uh, the Croatian media, is uh, controlling these things, and they won't let us black people do it. Would he have gotten canceled? Do Croatians own the media? No. Yeah. Does he even care about Croatians? Probably not. So it's just a little bit. It's just interesting what we let you know kind of happen. And and then uh, I saw another video talking from Candace Owens from her show, and she was talking about how do we have the most degrees ever handed out yet we're the dumbest that we are. We are right. I mean, yeah, sure. me and my dad always talk about these videos of you know uh, these guys will go on campuses and ask them just states capitals don't okay. know ask them basic math don't know hey when was the war of 1812 1750 <laughs> might be 1812 but that's pretty close Maybe. and so it's just like an absolute joke and what candace was saying was that we have completely made college just a hub of activists government activists that's the whole point yeah. the whole point's not to be educated yeah and so it's funny how especially like the black community was for so long they want to you know bring us down they're trying to do everything they can to take our power away then all of a sudden Lyndon b johnson became president and that just switched you just be we just all wanted to educate you now we want to be on your side yeah. so it's like the system's against us and they are against you just not in the ways that you are saying that they are and in, in all the ways that you aren't saying that they are so it's this whole state right of that we're just constantly in and how could we be so educated yet so stupid at the same time and I think rap, just to kind of really fire off this video, we'll show a little clip of um, basically the playbook, right? There's a playbook that these guys follow. I mean, it's not, it's not, there's some things that are not a secret, like bringing over some Nazi Germany people over, I think after World War II to kind of understand how they propagandize people, um, things that you could look into. If we were popular enough, then we get a cons uh, conspiracy theorist uh, label. <laughs> label on this video, but we won't. Um, but there's certain things like that. And then this whole thing about, well, what do they do, right? You have a different opinion, so then you're immediately a conspiracy theorist, you're immediately fascist, you're anti-Semitic, you're whatever it is. And this is something that they always do, and the whole point is, like, it's this emotional charge that you have to get into people. Because most people don't care. Most people are going to mind their business. But then they hear something like, what, dude, this guy hates Jews? This guy hates gays? Let's get him. So it, that's the easiest way to do it. You don't have to explain yourself. You're just a regular guy working your 9 to 5, coming home, and you hear, yeah, Kanye hates Jews. All right, to hell with Kanye then. Let's move on. And so it's just this path. So we'll, we'll play the video. You guys can see it for a little bit. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think, maybe. 
1943, the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the United States. It read, When certain obstructionists become too irritating, label them after suitable build-ups as fascist or Nazi or anti-Semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist and tolerance organizations to discredit them. In the public mind, constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind. So if you kind of play off of that, I mean, the video in and of itself, I mean, if you're, if you're an honest person objectively seeking truth, Right, get out of your biases, get out of your attachment to your political party or whatever it is, right? Like just really listen to that. Like that is so relevant to today. And and uh, let me just kind of qualify this too. I, I used to be a crazy left lib, right? Like I grew up I'm a, I'm a uh, I was born in the 70s. I grew up in the 80s, 90s. I grew up in the the hip hop culture and I subscribed to everything that they they said. Right. So it's just kind of funny to me. And then when you actually get red pilled and you actually, you know, uh, get out of the matrix and you can spot crazy and evil and demonic and propaganda and hypocrisy right away when you're in the middle of it, you don't really you know, see it. It's like the you know, right before we showed that clip, we were talking about um you know, some of like the Candace Owens and the Kanye's and whatever, just like the whole Jewish thing or whatever. And I think like the free Palestine, right? You ask every LGBTQ friendly, whatever, they're like free Palestine. I remember there was one video, I think Breitbart showed it. And what did they do? They went into San Francisco to the Castro district and they said, let's see what Palestinians say about homosexuals. And they showed them videos and they're like, did you know that? Were you supportive of Palestine before. Now let's go and see, contrast that to what Israel is with regards to their openness to LGBTQ plus whatever, right? And so when they saw that, it was just like an eye opener. But this whole time you've been manipulated and told what to think, how to think, and why to think it. And you cannot separate from that or else we're going to cancel you or we're going to throw that label on you. And so I just think like I, I was that puppet for such a long time. And I can care less about what people think about me or getting canceled or whatever, because it's like I found truth and I want to hang on to that. And nobody's going to manipulate me into what I need to think or say or, you know what I mean, or bully me into that. Because quite honestly, I was in that Kool-Aid for a long time. You know, as you guys are talking, the, the thing that keeps coming to my mind is the Truman Show yeah. mm-hmm. and just how he's he's kind of living this life. Right. He's just used to everything. Mm-hmm. His interactions with his wife, he goes to the same like newspaper stand every day has the same phony greeting with this person. Let me just get my go to work. Don't really have a purpose kind of doing my thing here. And he's trying to seek this, this eventually this, this one girl who he actually like made him feel something for once in his life. Right. And again, that's kind of besides the point, but once he starts to use some critical thinking and step outside of the routine Mm. or the norm, uh, we're being pushed to accept and then all of a sudden you see the cast members come and they they take this person off the set and now there's rain following in this part of the the this the movie and it's like how does that even how is it just right here but like that's what we're seeing now is it's like one person's like hey wait a second that doesn't make and immediately gone yep. it's like wait 
where was where was Kanye like two weeks ago? I mean, no one had a problem, right? It's, yeah. it's just that's what we're seeing right now, and it's like not even that we really agree wholeheartedly with these three men. I mean, a lot of things that Kyrie says, like, oh, man, I whatever, man. Uh, but he's at least he's like using his brain for what it's worth. He may not yeah. come to the conclusions that we would have, but he's just using it. And some people are like, mm, you used it in the wrong way and in ways that, you know, are sacred values as a as a society. And you touched the wrong nerve. So he needs to be uh, he needs to be handled, essentially erased yeah. um, because God forbid you kind of seek to understand something even if you don't come to the proper conclusion right away mm. that's the journey right you think about like uh in the idea of like searching for faith and like there's no god you know there's no god that i know that is like how dare you doubt my presence how dare you question this doctrine it's like you're seeking understanding and there's times where i come up with a uh, an understanding that might be a little faulty based off my own experiences and my own brokenness but that's the pursuit and it's like that pursuit is 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 unacceptable right now. And anyone who even tries to, especially in the media and in oh, yeah. and in the popular culture, if you get a big enough uh, following to propose that there might be something to this whole norm thing that we it's probably not working, uh, they're erased and pretty quickly. I mean, again, it's it's the Truman Show. Like it's like. All of a sudden, these cast members come out of nowhere, and it's just like you didn't see anything, Truman. And it's and it's like, wait, what? And uh, you know, you think more people, you think in general, more people are starting to understand it, but I just don't think we have the hunger yet in in general in society, um, or at least we're not aware of the hunger. I think we all have the hunger deep down. I just don't think we're aware of the hunger to actually have these three men and, and others that have done this actually be like, huh, how does that apply to me? Because we're kind of just still caught up in the same routine of our own lives. It's just a machine. Yeah, it's just yeah. a machine. So I think, you know, we'll probably get into that at some point and just how it applies to our own life. But yeah. um, again, it's it's just that if we can make them, if we can make the people just embrace this norm and just kind of move on. Not questioning. And any question, yeah, you just, boop, erased from a whole society. Well, then, you know, then you get we have greater control. You get Clinton real quick, you know what I mean? Just all of a sudden you disagree. Yeah. What's interesting about, and I'll kick it over to you, Meeks, but just think about the Truman Show, and you think about, um, uh, why, why is his name failing me? Um, the actor, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, who plays Truman, and he's about as crazy lib as yeah. you could probably think he's about. It. Like he, socialist, yeah. he's definitely a socialist communist in the middle of the propaganda machine, and yet he played that role. And just to think, yeah. like, man, it would you would hope that your eyes would be open and just, you know, living out the uh, the reality of the craziness that we do in this world. I, mean, I was I was gonna say real quick, my favorite part is when uh, she like gets like the new lawnmower or something like that, or like razor, right, or something, and then she's like saying something about it, and he's like. Who are you talking to? Okay, I was going to make a couple more points. Obviously, because there's a lot of things that have been said about this already. But one thing to, that's really important to understand, I think just as a society in general, and hopefully for the future young Catholics that we're going to make super based whenever they watch this mm. at some point. Mm. And for Colin, who's already based, he's not got to worry about it. He can skip this part. <laughs> the only base guy in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I think you need to understand is like, where, where's the money? That's, that's all that matters. Because when you don't have God, the only thing, the highest virtue is power. 
That's it. Because then you can become God. So we have to understand that with like Gates and Soros and all these people and just people like in power in general, if it's Biden, whoever, like power is the highest virtue. There is nothing else to get yeah. other than to yeah. push push forward your agenda. I mean, that's the greatest thing you could do without a God there, right? Or sometimes in their case, even with a God in their lives. And so we think a certain situation, right? Like if, if an eight-year-old comes to Keone and he says like, hey, dude, you know what? I'm not really feeling this guy thing. I think I'm going to go over to the other one. If Kennedy says, hey, it's probably not a good idea. You're eight. They don't make money off that. No one makes money off that. But the therapy, they'll get money for keep talking to this kid. They'll tell him. And then they go get to the surgeon. He makes a lot of money off of that kind of stuff. Abortion industry makes a lot of money. If this stuff didn't make money, no one would talk about it. Like That's what we have to understand at, at their core. So when Trump was pushing the vaccine within a year, it's because he was getting paid a lot of money yeah. and big pharma was getting paid a lot of money to make sure that we can shove down this vaccine down everyone's throat. Yeah. So everything at their core is like, what makes money, right? It's the same thing with, okay, we, LeBron's a, I'm not, LeBron's been pretty squeaky clean, but obviously he says a lot of annoying things. And you think about all these athletes, right? Who I really want to stand up free BG, man, free <laughs> BG. She's out in Russia. Uh, yeah, so why don't we stand up for the flag starting now? Because if you bring weed to another country, you get not, like 10 years of prison. So let's <laughs> stop talking about that. Yeah. But the point being that like we want to be human rights activists, but then when we have a, a, a documentary back in the 90s about Nike using sweatshops, doesn't matter. They make my shoe, yeah. right? So Ines Cantor comes out. and I, I mean, I'm not going to act like Ines Cantor is an all-star, but he was, a, he was a big for a long time in the league. He starts speaking out. You know what I mean? He's out of the league. He's not worth it. I mean, even I'm not a big fan of like Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, who's a Muslim player, but he was standing up and he was doing a lot of, you know what I mean, very Black Panther-like type yeah. stuff. Yeah. But still, they, David Stern's decided you're not worth the problem. You'll get out. And so it's like, we. I mean, gosh, guys, we understand that Nike, I mean, Nike or an NBA are not going to say anything about China because it makes the money. That's, yeah. that's the root of it, guys. I mean, it, it was look at, we were talking about, I was talking with my friend about gas prices. And by, I mean, Trump literally said it's going to go from like 5 to $7. And do you remember what the issue was about fracking and who's on what side? The fracking goes out. Who goes, it, it has to make money. So if it, if it don't make dollars, it don't, it don't make, make sense. sense. Yeah. And so that's the thing that, like, at our core, we have to understand those things. Abortion, whatever, those all make money. Getting kids in debt, yeah, let's keep doing college degrees because that's going to get us more money. And then then you're going to be in your beep-boop-boop job, and you're going to send off your kid to who? Who are going to send them off to? Public school education, where they get to continually do that. And then you're just going to go and work your job is just going to not necessarily help really anybody probably it's just going to help more consumerism or maybe it's going to you know whatever there's some good honest jobs out there obviously we, people got to work but it's probably not going to help uh more than you would be helping your own family raising your own, your own stuff you know raising your own kids might be a good one or maybe even food or whatever it may be so it's this constant like we're talking about a cog dude everybody's in that just think about it what do i do i got to work all day dropping my kids i don't get to tell them anything then they go and get to watch James Charles make up videos behind my back. And then they could they could go by a different name and gender, go to a different bathroom. I wouldn't be able to know about it. And then we just keep doing the same thing. Then I'll send them off to college. I'm going to be partially in debt. They'll be in debt. And then we'll just keep going the same cycle. And they'll be like, what? The government doesn't like us? No way, dude. Well, well the institutions are sitting on fat endowments, right? They never have to pay a dime to help any of these kids that go and seek a higher education and yet, just like you said, I mean, I think we had this conversation, too, when we talked about like TikTok, TikTok for China, right? The top the top TikTok is on education. TikTok for U.S. is degradation and 
just mind numbing right like we're just stuck in this stupidity machine like our top one percent doesn't even even mess with china and india's right bottom 25 (laughs) percent just because they're so focused on education and outdoing us and we've just gotten so complacent and lazy and i think that's the part i mean we've just obviously coming off some crazy uh you know mid midterm elections with regards to like gen zers and what were their biggest issues right like they got played by the by the the left and the democrats telling them hey we're you know we're gonna basically it's like the eighth the dude running for eighth grade president right like hey there's no homework it's always recess and everything's free right you don't have to do anything they're like oh just kidding we actually have rules and we actually have to, to actually do stuff to to and to merit um, a grade or whatever it may be. So, you know, uh, it's like the abortion argument now, right? When you think about the Roe versus Boyd, the hypocrisy of like, what does men have to say? And it was nine men on the Supreme Court justice who right, voted for uh, Roe versus Wade back in the day. That was OK. It was not those nine white men were OK because they fit the narrative and they, they did what we want them to do. But then abortion is a downstream problem. Why? Because we tell women. That there's no value in, you know, we need to sleep with as many people as possible. You need to be just as, you know, you need to sex, be promiscuous. You need to go after your career. Having a family is really not uh, what it cut, it's cut out to be. You need power, you need wealth. And guess what? In order for me to do that, guess what I have to do? I need the ability to erase my mistakes. And that's where abortion becomes, you know, a tool to that whole problem. And so people are kind of stuck in this. You're like, really, is, is more money making you happy? Is more power, more fame? Or, then why are we losing so many stars? Why are so many stars killing themselves? Why is the, you know, of the top three killers for our youth today is what? Suicide and homicide. And yet they're following some of these knuckleheads in the, in the, the you know, um, culture and in the media who themselves are not happy, who themselves are, are acting out or missing something and reaching out and trying to numb themselves. I don't know, Keone, what say you? Well, I was just, you know, sitting back and was like, okay, step one is awareness, right? And I think that's subtly growing in that, you know, we have to become more aware of the fact that there's a pattern here. That's step one in anything. I, I run into this all the time in therapy. They're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to do these things in my life or I want to be this, but I just, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to act on it. And the first step is just, do you recognize that there's a pattern? That's it. Just recognize that you get tripped up here that you tend to respond this way, that your life starts to look at like these, this dynamic. And that's really what it is at a grand scale. This is the dynamic that we've been put in. This is how you view family life. This is how you view education. This is how you value power. This is how you value hierarchy, education, sexuality. It does not matter. It's been ingrained in us. This is it. But can we recognize that there's a pattern there? Once you recognize there's a pattern, that's okay. What can I do today to actually go against that pattern? Right. That's I mean, that's applying it to our own life. If I fall into consumerism, if I fall into as a father, right, I'm, I'm maybe a little lackadaisical. I just focus on, you know, I, I go to my nine to five and, I, and I'm a little lazy and uh, educating my kids or teaching them the spiritual truths, whatever. How can I today be that person that I want to be? That's what it starts with, because we can either fail to recognize that these there's even a pattern to begin with. Or we can obsess over the fact that there's a pattern and I want this opposite ideal. And then it's just almost like a shadow that's over us. Like I should be that ideal now, but we don't really do anything practically. And so we run into this idea of perfectionism. Well, if I'm not this spiritual head or if I'm not this uh, completely, um, what's the word, uh, you know, self 
sustaining individual or family, well, then I'm failing. And it's, it's really not that. That's just perfectionism. Mm -hmm. There's no point in that. But it's just one, I think the point of this is just to recognize that people who, one, just kind of see a pattern are just erased from all existence, mm-hmm. right? There's something to that. I think it's up to each and every one of us to recognize not just the pattern in larger society because we have a role in society, but the patterns in our own life, either mental health-wise, family-wise, spiritually, it doesn't matter. What are your patterns? Do you see this play out? And how do we begin to change that is be intentional about today. This, I mean, that's all you could do, right? And just building that. And I think that's that's the point is these people um, who are getting canceled, they're recognizing the pattern and they're trying to, one, build awareness and two, start to make some changes, right? It's like, you know, so you start to connect with people. I mean, you give it to Kyrie. I mean, he's just, he's doing some research. He's trying to live a different life. He's trying to stand up when he can. It's probably not a lot of it is what we would agree with, but he's, he's taking actual intention and that's how you see a life that's worth fighting for. That's why he's not backing down. Like a lot of people who just like right away, like, Oh, I apologize. He, he at least put up a little bit of a fight, you know? Yay. Puts up a fight. Right. Obviously it seems like Andrew Tate just could care less about anyone who <laughs> says anything about him. Right. But that's really the process, you know, cause I keep thinking, all right, people can recognize that there's a matrix, but if that's it, you just recognize, then we can feel really powerless really quick. And that's, that's really not the point. It's to say, yeah, there's a pattern. Let's regain the intentionality behind your life. That's how Truman got out, mm-hmm. right? He said, there's a pattern and I can do something about this. It's not going to look easy. It may even almost cost my life, but there's a way out. And it, it's going to take more of that in our own spiritual life, but in the larger society, especially in the Catholic army, to do that so that we can actually start to fight back um, and, and see some change. Yeah, before we move on, I want to do one little scripture. We're Catholics, so we're really big into scripture. I want to do one little scripture verse. This is kind of sum up this one from Ephesians, you know, the boy. He says, uh, For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of this present darkness, with the evil spirits in the heavens. And so it's like, you know what I mean? It's not like we're not back in the native lands where, you know, you get a new tribe there. You're like, oh, shoot, this is getting wild, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sink. So it's not like that. I don't know if that's what Paul is talking about, per se. But uh, the point is, like, this this stuff, what we're struggling with now, and like we said it in that we're no longer in Christendom, mm-hmm. we're in a whole different sphere. And uh, I think moving on, I wanted to touch on, you know, a little spiritual matrix because uh, yeah. because that's the one that I think obviously initially we have to figure out because the devil is going to put you in this space of like your own call. You're just doing the same old things. And then if you're Catholic, it's just go to confession, forget about it, move on, this and that. And then meanwhile, our lady's like, hey, you guys, you guys got to really repent. And then at Fatima, and then she comes back at Akita. Yeah, it's kind of too late. So you're just going to have to, you know, get it. And then we're just beep, beep, boop, boop. And then, you know, just putting in new velvet into our churches and different <laughs> instruments that we can find. And so I thought it was a good, a good point just to kind of bring in, like, we're all in this space where it's so hard to get out of, right? Like, it, you know, I think St. Paul always says, like, you know, I'm so weak. I want to be able to do things that I, I know are true, but I can't yeah. and things like that, right? So um, I think that's a good thing because at the end of all of this, we can blame Bill Gates for buying all the land and George Soros for doing what he does, starting riots and all that kind of stuff. But it's really the devil that's behind you know, all the evil that we're seeing. Yeah, you mentioned it when you said, uh, you know, if, if there is no God, then ultimately it's kind of power as that virtue. And, and it becomes Luciferian. We know this just from a spiritual warfare perspective that ultimately Satan, Lucifer, wanted to be his own God. He wanted to call his own shots. And I think that's where um, we see the, the world and society 
there. But I think going back to the Catholic spin and helping folks out there understand, because it's real easy to get um, discouraged and, and grow in despair if, if you're only focusing on this earthly life. You know, it's just like even with the political realm where, you know, everybody's making a specific political party your God, making Trump their God, right? And uh, believe you me, I'd rather have Trump now than uh, uh, weekend at Bernie's guy that's uh, currently president, um, especially because he's supposed to be a Catholic president and he's, he, his soul is definitely at stake, right? And he's closer to, to, to death than he is um, to life at this point. And he needs to repent. He needs to get his life right. But I think for the Catholics out there, for the Christians out there, right, we need to remember where our hope is and our hope is in Christ. And so what do we need to do for us to get out of the spiritual metrics where we we ourselves also need to be aware of the things that we may be attached to? Because we're in some crazy times. We're in some crazy. If, if, and the thing that people need to understand is if the world is crazy, that means there's something going on in the church, right? With all the division, with all the kookiness, with, you know, even people who, who say they're Christian, who support abortion, who say they're Christian, who support all kinds of abominations, you know, whether that's fornication, you just name it, right? Like all the things that they, they put out there that they say is okay from a Christian context, that's, the dev- that's from the pit of hell. And I think we need to be able to be aware of that and go, okay, well, where am I at relative? If I was to die tomorrow, where would I end up? Because it's either heaven or hell. Right. And I think there's an there's an element of going back to what you were describing was the Roman sevens problem. Right. Why do I do the things I don't want to do and the things I do want to do? I don't do. And it's it's the Roman sevens problem because we have concupiscence from, you know, it's consequence of original sin. We have an inclination towards sin, towards choosing ourselves over God and over other. We have an inclination towards the lower faculties, the things that are at the base nature of being, you know, just a, a, a human person of just feeding our own self selfish desires, those types of things. Um, but I, you know, I was thinking about when we think about scripture, I was thinking about Isaiah five twenty when he talks about woe to those who call evil, good and good evil. Those who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Those who call, um, you know, bittersweet and sweet, bitter. This is what we're in today, right? They're somehow calling, um, abortion, for instance, reproductive when it ends a life, it terminates it somehow called a human right when it actually takes the basic right to life away from a, an innocent child, an innocent human. So these are the things where you see people commandeering, commanding, and this is why the left and the devil, who owns the left, right, who, who is the prince of darkness, who is a father of lies and a murderer from the very beginning, who owns and runs the world. We know this from Christ's own mouth. There's a reason why they, they do such a great job in marketing. They, can't, they, they confiscate words. They change sex to gender. And now we can start to appropriate it, right? Instead of saying, no, like sex is it's biological, man. You're either a male or a female. Yeah, we said it, but we won't get canceled because we only get like four followers. So it's cool, right? But it's those things where we're just saying, like these are just actual factual things, but the, but the, the devil and his minions twist it. They're trying to do that with marriage. They're trying to do that with truth. It's your truth, not my truth. You name it, everything we're talking about, that's the matrix that we're in. And it's a spiritual matrix. Because if you, aren't, if you don't get it right with God, then you're going to get everything else wrong thereafter. Well, it's just we keep saying that it's it's the twisting and the reason why is because as you know a wise man named christopher west once said <laughs> the devil doesn't have his own clay right? he cannot create he can only distort so there's a reason why you know all we're being fed are, are these distortions because they're they're trying the, the devil is trying to attack things that are sacred Right. So if that's human life, if that's an innocent child, if that's marriage, if that's your sexuality, if that's whatever it is, family life, 
well, I have to distort it because I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's, it's created by God. So I have to rebrand it in mm. order to pull people away. And so for me, what I kind of wanted to shift to for people who are actually wanting to make a change in the spiritual matrix, again, applying this to the Truman show and how to get out of that norm. We think about any change or like even like the, the sacrament of confession or any repentance, right? You're mm-hmm. actually, you're wanting a change in your life, right? Any good act of contrition first begins with an examination of conscience, yeah. right? So just like these people who are having an examination of society, right? And just kind of like, I'm seeing a connection here. I'm seeing some patterns. This doesn't make sense. This isn't achieving maybe an ultimate good or some values that I line up or this doesn't seem right or just or charitable, whatever case is, right? People are starting to stand up. Same for our own spiritual journey, right? Are we having an actual examination of our own conscience or are we just constantly living in the day to day and we just, life kind of just happens to us. Even if it's not on a grand stage of people and corruption and power and money and whatever the case is, but like, does my day-to-day job, my interactions with my wife, my kids, my coworkers, does that just happen to me? Or do I actually reflect on how I, how I was, how I responded, how I was charitable or uncharitable, just or unjust, patient or impatient to these people? And I, I think when we talk about change and how the society is just a reflection of what's going on in, in, in the church, there's, there seems to be a lack of an examination of conscience. This is the reason why, um, I don't remember what saint said, if you're not praying for at least 15 minutes, that you're kind of on the path to destruction. <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm sure several of them probably. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, if you're not praying for at least 15 minutes, I yeah. think it says like you're a monster or something. I don't remember I wonder if that, that is. Maybe it's St. Catherine of Siena. It might be. I think it's St. Catherine of Siena. So we're going to need to fact check that. Yeah, but, but to me, it's like, what is a good examination? It, it takes about that that time a good examination of actually like not only what you did wrong but where the lord worked in your life what are you wanting to see better tomorrow having a conversation hopefully with your family mm-hmm. right i think that's my daughter <laughs> so i'm just have to call that out apologize <laughs> uh, but that i think that's what's been missing is because even in our own spiritual life we're just doing things mm-hmm. constantly even if it's good things we're just doing them because i don't know that's what this priest told me to do, or I don't know. I, I remember like my second grade catechism teacher said to do this. So we just do it. And then we are surprised when like, I, I do the things that I don't want to do. And I don't do the things that I do want to do. Right. Because there's, again, we lost the intention behind it. We're like, the Lord is inviting us to notice the pattern and then start to cooperating with his grace, start to implement change. And that's what what's, is going to happen in, in larger society, I think, if we apply that to our own self. Right? And we're seeing it with this, this matrix of, of normal, of comfort, of feeling, of just simple routine, even if it looks good on the surface, if it's, if it's labeled holy, the devil will distort it because it, it'll quickly become a, a false attachment, right? And so mm-hmm. I think it's starting with just an honest examination for ourselves. Who is it that the Lord is wanting me to be in my current vocation? And how can I take a step tomorrow to live that out better? Simple, simple assessment, right? But that kind of starts with, again, noticing the patterns of our own spiritual journey, getting out of this matrix of comfort of whatever it is that we're falling into, where we're just kind of, you know, we're just in that, that robotic state, just a cog, you know, and, and actually try, starting to cooperate with the Holy Spirit rather than just 
being dummies and, and waiting for something to happen to us. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, it's important to realize that the, the sort of political or societal matrix is a reflection of our own spiritual matrix. And I think it's, uh, you could say maybe the devil's motto is just anything but God, right? It's just that alone, right? So even for Catholics, you know, whether it's the liturgy, it's anything, anything to cause division, either within yourself or your community or whatever it may be. And so that could be a lot of things. It could be good things. Like good things can cause you to lead into heresy. And I mean, there's church fathers that were, they were just trying to figure it out, man. They didn't really know. They felt strong about this one. And then boom, heretic, you're not even Catholic anymore. Excommunicate. <laughs> See you later. And he's like, what? Dude, I wrote half of that stuff. So anyways, but the point is like, there's good stuff, right? There's good things that Martin Luther had that drew him to do something. Um, and so there's like, it, but it's not even, it's just anything but God. That's the point of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a it's 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 important to reflect. This is you know just really adding on to what, what to what Keone was saying, because it's so easy just to get caught up in in either doing things or just being really passionate about things that aren't your relationship with God. They aren't things that are actually leading you to Christ. They're just leading you to be more knowledgeable or whatever. If you read Imitation of Christ, he basically says like knowledge means nothing, dude. It means nothing. You know, detachment is really everything. I don't know. And um, and I was listening to Father Ripper today because he's kind of talking about similarly like what do we do today. And he was really just discussing, like, uh, we need to be fasting more. Uh, supposedly, back in the day, we were we would uh, only have one meal worth eight ounces and then two snacks that wouldn't equate to eat eight ounces and then no meat all of Lent, supposedly, what we used to do. And then yep. we used to have, obviously, the ember days, which was four days a year. And then we would fast before certain um, big solemnities or, or um, uh, holy days of obligation, things like that. We would fast before. And then now we are only required two days out of the year. So uh, fasting is a huge thing. And then you're just saying like repeatedly or repetitively doing things that you don't want to do, doing things that you know are good, even when you don't want to do them, you know, kind of just the opposite of the St. Paul. And um, I mean, I, I think that's really the only way forward out of, out of the matrix because it's like, what are we going to do? I mean, honestly, if, if we can't get out of that, our own matrix and we're going to expect that the society is going to get that piece For of sure. it, you know? Who doesn't yeah, and- care, right, about a virtuous life? Who, who's... Yeah. God is still power. Yeah. I mean, how can we who are supposed to know God, if we're not getting out of our own spiritual matrix, obviously not in our own free will and probably not perfectly in this life, but if we're not striving to that and being images and reflections of that to, to those that don't know God, well, then we're kidding ourselves. Yeah. I mean, just to kind of, I guess, uh, round this out, it it really comes from, you know, what you guys have been talking about, our own spiritual, I guess, health, um, our own spiritual journey. But then I think also in the domestic church, what we're seeing um, in the world is is obviously an attack on marriage and family. And what we're seeing is the consequence, consequences of the destruction of the family, the consequences of um, the brokenness within the family. And so we have a part to play. The most important job that you have um, as an individual uh, who who's in the family vocation is to, to kind of raise holy, virtuous people right so they can actually affect change in the culture um the the one thing i would say um just to to kind of finish this off is just it all it's all in the will right because you talked about awareness the things that we can do but it um i remember as i was in a confessional one time and i was you know confessing about just some kind of the spiritual dryness and just the distraction and the mechanical aspects of what we do and and the wise priest told me he says keep in mind that grace is in the will when you choose to do something hard even when you know 
that you don't want to, even when you know it's, it doesn't feel, uh, you're not getting consolation from that, that there's merit and grace being earned through that willful decision to actually do better. So not only be aware of what's going on, um, but actually will, will it. Because if you remember at the end of the Matrix, I can't remember the dude's name, but it's the dude with the like, bald head with the Fu Manchu when he decided to go back into the Matrix. So he, he, he was just like going to take the blue pill. He's like done trying to be, trying to fight against, you know, the matrix. And it was just like, it, it was so funny because he was just like getting ready to eat steak. And he goes, I can't wait to just kind of like taste the steak and, and not worry about anything else. Right. And that's a willful decision he made to just say, I'm quite okay with staying in the Kool-Aid. I'm quite okay staying in the tsunami of crazy. And so we just, you know, we challenge you all. To, to give that some thought, to examine your own life, to examine what you yourself um, can do, and just to be more aware of what's going on around you. Question all things, right? And hold fast to what is good, which is what St. Paul tells us in Scripture. So hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you yourself um, aren't caught up in the matrix, but if you are, we kind of helped you, you know, get out of the Truman Show a little bit and, uh, you know, prompt and pricked you a little bit to kind of think a little bit outside of the box. But, you know, we continue to offer things that we hope challenge you and, and help you grow in your spiritual life and ultimately find happiness, not just in this life, but in the next. So you know how we do it. Get holy or die trying. God's peace.